Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, welcome back to Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. I'm a journalist, interviewer, and the creator of the show, where we get to sit down, meet a new friend, and go inside the minds of some of the most innovative and creative forces shaping our world today. I am so excited about this episode because probably, as so many of you know, because I posted on Instagram, I am back in the Dear Media studio. It is so nice to not be talking to myself in the four walls of my home office. It was nice to finally see people in person and really get back to doing what it is that I love. Today's episode is with two of my friends, Tezza and Cole Herman, who are the mastermind duo behind everyone's favorite photo editing app, Tezza. As you all know, Tezza has over a million followers. I'm sure you've seen her images a ton of times on Instagram. She's truly one of my favorite follows, but she one day noticed that so many of her followers were asking her, how do you edit her photos? Me included, by the way. So Tezza took her love for photography and catapulted herself from a very small indie startup based out of her New York studio apartment to this really reputable, amazing business that's currently revolutionizing the social sphere at the intersection of tech, design, and fashion. Alongside her husband, Cole, they have grown the app from a two-person startup to an internationally recognized digital powerhouse with over 13 million app downloads and 3 million monthly active subscribers. Yet again, myself included. In this episode, we break down how they built the app, how to work together as a married couple, and how they've mastered the art of monetizing what you love. I hope you guys love this episode. If you haven't subscribed to the show and you find yourself coming back, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review. I love to hear your feedback. And as always, share it with a friend. And if you're listening, make sure that you take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. I always reshare and engage with you as you are listening. I appreciate you all so much for tuning in today and spending time with me. I hope you have an amazing week. Here are my friends, Tezza and Cole. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I am like floored right now because I'm sitting physically across from Tezza and Cole back in the Dear Media studio. It's the first time I've been in here since, oh my God, I think last, early last February, maybe late June, which is probably also the last time I saw the both of you. Yeah. Yeah, Wow. So today is a day of many firsts and I'm so excited to be sitting across from both of you. So thanks for coming in today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're so excited. I know. This is fun. We like saw each other face to face. We're like in a nice studio. (laughs) All of us were a little giddy. (laughs) I was was, like making a joke about not having driven in like a parking lot for a really long time. (laughs) Yeah. It's getting legit. Yeah. We're coming back. Uh So In the spirit of getting to know both of you, we were just talking about this before we started recording, but where are you both from and where are you living now? 
So we're both from Salt Lake City, Utah, and we moved to New York five years ago, or is it six now? Five. And yeah. then moved to LA a year ago or six months ago. I don't know where we are, but we now live in LA. <laughs> so Tesla and Cole are two people who I literally sat down with immediately and was like, so are we commiserating over not living in New York? Are we enjoying it? I feel like there's definitely a bubble of people lately that have like mass exodused, mass, is that a word? Exodus <laughs> <laughs> Left New York and are now in LA. Yeah. And it's a really just like interesting time, but I'm happy that you guys are here and enjoying the sun. Tezza looks insanely tan. You know, I she sat is, outside yeah. yesterday for a second and it just happened. I was like, let's go. I'm ready for the summer. I love it. So I love getting to know both of you and Tezza, I've known you through work, but Cole and I have like only seen each other, I feel like at a distance. But I'd love to hear about the two of you because I always find it so interesting and so cool when couples can work together and also like thrive and like find their groove. So I know you guys have like a true romance story that you've like met when you were like negative years of age and <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Who wants to tell it? Kick us off. Kick us off. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Where do we begin? I guess long story short, like our parents went to college together. So they were all really good friends. They hung out all the time and like so close that when I was born, Cole's parents came to the hospital and vice versa. So yeah, basically- her mom threw my baby shower. Yeah. Actually. Oh my God. Yeah. That's how what? far back it goes. Yeah. yeah. Your parents must be thrilled. They're thrilled. Yeah. yeah they're thrilled. It, it was like literally like, they're like, great. We like, we mastered life. Like uh -huh. we did exactly what we set out to do. Like, yeah. Now we're intertwined literally for life. Yeah. No, literally. Love yeah. That. There's like a video when we're just little babies and Cole's like one and his dad is talking to my dad and it's on like a home video camera and he's like maybe you'll go out with Tessa one day he literally has says that on yeah. the thing so it's I have so like funny. a binky in my mouth and like a bottle <laughs> this is a <laughs> really wild. cute Nicholas Sparks film in the making I think so yeah, yeah. we're working <laughs> on it it's in the works hush hush okay <laughs> but yeah so from there you know we just were really good family friends we grew up together Christmas parties Super Bowl parties just random like get togethers but we were just you know we were kids and I was a year older so it was kind of like you're cute from afar, but you're younger than me, so it's going to be a no. And you're also that kid that, like, hangs out with me, like, at family holidays. Right. Yeah. You're like, you're that kid. Like, you're that don't kid. say hi to me in the hallway. Uh -huh. No, uh -huh. no. Yeah. So we, yeah, that was good times, but we didn't really ever, like, connect, I would say, until college. So I'll let you take it from here because… Yeah, so I actually, I was roommates with her brother. We became, like, super oh, tight, Oh, you're getting super in a friends. lot of trouble. Yeah, like, yeah. So that's that's kind of why it took a while to to break the ice because you know I was nervous. Her, right. her brother's my best buddy. We're roommates. It's like a big barrier to cross. Totally. Um, but yeah, Tez actually kind of made the first move. Well, <laughs> I you know I was kind of like put my feelers out. We would kind of hang out all the time because I would hang out with my brother and my brother was in my band. Scary. Scary. And then, this is like I have anxiety. Yeah, yeah. It was just like the tension was building. We. I said, like, you kind of started to play in the band. So mm -hmm. then it was kind of like we were hanging out outside of just, you know, family time, I guess. And, I, and we were kind of into it. But for like a year, we didn't even cross the line of just even like flirting. I feel like it was like kind of giving each other the looks, but never going there. And then I finally asked him to like a group situation. I'm like, we're all going to do this thing. You should come. And he came. And then I never heard from him again. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> Basically, no, he no. ghosted me. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't wow. ghost. I didn't ghost. I was, you, got you know, scared. I was nervous. You got yeah, scared. I was nervous. Totally. And then totally. finally, her brother, he's the best. One day, he's like, dude, just ask her on a date. Like, it's cool. It's wow. all good. So he kind of like gave it the green light. And then from there, 
you know, the rest is kind of history. Yeah. yeah. So not only do I love your brother even more now, but I listen to his painting playlist often. So oh, now he has like yeah. so many stars in uh-huh. my book after hearing his story. I <laughs> love that. I don't know his name. I don't know what he looks like. If I saw him on the street, I wouldn't be able to say hi. But his music gives me life while I'm working. I and love I love that he brought you guys together. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Tezza to me, I've always, I've followed her on Instagram for a long time. She's always been someone where I'm like, how do you look perfect 24-7? Her nails are perfect. Her hair is done all the time. Her makeup's done. She looks great all the time. <laughs> what was Tezza like in her awkward face? Uh, I, she's always been cool. I mean, go. She has. She's never deleted an Instagram post. And if you go all the way back to the very beginning, it's wait like, a minute. Wait a minute. It's epic. Yeah. Not one. Not one. Actually, by the way, I've done that. I do that in prep for my guests. Like I go all the way back mm. just for fun. Mm. Uh-huh. Great band photos of you. <laughs> yeah. Great, beautiful wedding photos that I'm really glad I saw because I didn't know you before. Uh So, wow, you really do delete nothing. Yeah, Yeah, you know, I just kind of like, I mean, I've always been into, you know, arts, photography, the whole thing. So it's kind of just been, that's how I used, you know, Instagram blogging. It was just this journal. And I, I don't like to delete it, even if it's awkward, because I'm like, that's pretty fun. But I mean, I will say Cole played in a band with me, which... It's a. I was in a band with also two of my brothers. You know, it's very aggressive, if you will. And I can't believe that you still went out with me after playing in the band with me. So I was like, we're gonna be just fine. He's seen the worst of the worst. A hundred percent. So we're good. We're good. We've been through it all. Wow, I love that. They always think that the best relationships come from when two people have life experience in common. Like the both of you can always look back on relate and relate on your upbringing in. Utah together and like that's what binds the both of you like you'll always be able to understand like each other's roots and each other's morals and like how you grew up in that way and I always think that's a really beautiful thing yeah and I think I mean you would know this but like having that friendship first oh yeah everything else easier because I mean you want to be best friends before and hopefully like the romance comes with it which it does but you know that's like what makes everything easier for like the long term I think we'll be right back after a quick break As you guys know, I am a huge fan of Saqqara. And with the world opening up a little bit here and there, I find myself not cooking at home as much anymore, definitely eating more meals out, definitely having a busier schedule. So Saqqara has truly been a lifesaver for me now more than ever. Saqqara really gives me the ability to not just eat healthy, but really enjoy it. The chef-crafted, plant-rich meals that build a foundation for radiant health and are delivered straight to my door, stress-free. Their organic ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients and are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. And now, along with their delicious plant-rich meals, Saqqara is offering daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. You can experience the transformative power of plants with their best-selling metabolism super powder. It's made with organic raw cacao. It works to boost energy, eliminating bloat, minimizing sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue definitely a must for those days on the go that are coming back pretty soon. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash friend or enter code friend at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash friend to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash friend. Do you want to start a company but have no idea where to begin? Or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles-based influencer and co-founder of the Clean Skincare line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast. 
And follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode. So fast forward to today, you guys run like three plus businesses together. Tezza, you have over a million followers. You guys are extremely successful in everything that you do. What has that journey been like, especially because you moved from a small city to a big city and you were there for five years? I'm always really curious, actually, to hear from people who were living in New York during that time, because I do think that it was such a whirlwind of like the influencer fashion industry dramatically changing. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear your perspective on what that was like for you, for both of you. Yeah. So we moved to New York with no plan. Definitely no like financial stability, no idea what we were going to do. I was just like, I got to get there. I'm going to do something. And Cole had like a remote job at the time. So we were kind of like, we'll figure it out. And we moved. We lived in a studio apartment. I remember calling Cole when I got there because I got there before. And I'm like, I think we just made a mistake because it was a box. And I was like, oh, this is just going to be a lot. But it was truly. Everybody's had that experience. Oh, Oh, yeah. That's the New York experience. And I mean, man, I think that's what I miss the most about New York is just it makes you. You're like, we're all in this together and we're going to do it. And that's what I think we just fell in love with that feeling right away. And so, you know where to even begin this journey. But when I first moved to New York, you know, I was kind of just still doing photography. I was trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to do in this space? I don't really, I don't know. But I had a really great community and I was trying to figure out, you know, how to make money off social media. I didn't understand that whole concept yet. So we just kind of leaned into our vibe, which at the time was so different. No one was really doing what we were doing. We were just like on, you know, creating really crazy content with like crazy stories behind each photo and just really trying to make something different. And we just started to see such just like just the shift and growth and like really um, just in in the way other people are even starting to take their pictures. And so we were like, this is cool. Like, let's just kind of lean into this and see where it goes. And so we just really for like the first year, we just grinded it out. Cole had another job. We would wake up like 6 a.m. and then I would meet him right after work and we would shoot. We were just shooting, shooting, shooting all the time. And really trying to build, you know, our audience and, and understand, like, what kind of influence we actually had. Right. I and, always look back on that time and I'm like, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you, but no. I'm like, do you think you knew what was going on or do you think you were just kind of like in a tornado? A little bit of both. Yeah. I think we like, yeah. I mean, a couple years into it, we were kind of like, okay, we can. This is a thing. This is a yeah. thing. I'm not just thinking this is a thing in my room while I'm scrolling through this. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Okay. People are. Yeah people are catching on. And I think, yeah, like similar to you at the root of it, it's not like I was like, I want to be at the face of this thing or or anything like that. That's that's not even what it was about. Mine was really about, you know, creating just content that was super different and like storytelling in a different way. And, and I loved it. I was doing this before, you know, Instagram. I was just doing it because I was a nerd that loved doing it, you know? And so I think we kind of, you know, we started so many of our businesses really kind of similar to what you're talking about, but being able to take a step back and seeing like, oh, there is value in this. We could actually build a product out of this and trying it. So that was kind of, you know, the beginning of the journey. And and with our first product we ever launched, it was like a collage kit. And everyone, we would just do a magazine wall, as everyone does in their apartment or dorm or whatever. And so many people were asking us, you know, how did you, how did you do this? I'm like, you just buy a bunch of magazines and do it. Right. And Cole was like, well, actually... I don't know why people don't get it, but we could just make a collage kit because we take so many pictures and we can make this like 
a really cool thing and make it like a work of art. And so that was our first product, made a lot of mistakes, but we learned a lot. So that was really like our first venture into like a product. And then I think we kind of got the like entrepreneur bug. We were kind of like always wanting to start a new idea. Like that was all we would talk about for hours and hours and hours. And really like, I mean, like I said, I think earlier, but my love, I mean, I studied photography in school. So that's like always been at the forefront of everything that yeah. I do. But that's super apparent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. Um, but the number one question I was getting is like, how do you edit your photos? How do you edit your photos? And And at the time, there really wasn't much out there that you could use to edit. I was one of the first people to launch presets back in the day. So I was just, I really saw the value in like helping other creators, you know, create better content as well. So that kind of just became part of what we did. And then um, I was lucky enough to have a husband that was a developer. And we were like, maybe we could build an app because not everyone's editing on their computer. This is way complicated, you know? Oh yeah. Like, uh, by the way, I'll even raise my hand and say that like, I'm sure I DM'd you at some point being like, how the hell does your photo look like this? Like a hundred percent. And I still do that to this day. Like to this day, I'm like, how is she editing it to look like that? Oh no. Well, thanks. Of course. That's nice. But so I'm a huge user of Chezza. Like I use it every day. I'm obsessed with it. It's amazing. You guys have over 3 million monthly users on it, right? Which is also insane. I love the dedication to editing photos these days, but I'd love to hear about that story because I know you were getting there, but um, I'd love to hear that moment where both of you were like, let's just let's build this app because it's so, it really is a niche market. Like I can name one other photo editing app mm-hmm. and that's really it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll let you speak to that. Yeah. So kind of like Tez was saying, you know, we were getting all these messages every day of like, how do you edit your photos? So that spawned the original idea of Lightroom presets, which we launched that. That was a big success for us. We just saw that really kind of open the floodgates of people really wanting to take like higher end, more editorial photos. But then there was this huge gap in the market of, you know, there's kind of a barrier to entry. You know, Lightroom's kind of hard. It's kind of expensive. It's impossible. It's complicated. I don't know how to use it to yeah, this day. Yeah. I tried maybe three different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was I was working as a developer at the time. Um, I was working for a startup based out of Utah that let me work remote. And so we kind of thought, okay, you know, there's this huge gap. Everyone has their phone. Everyone can edit on their phone. Let's like try and take what we've built with these presets to like a really kind of fun, totally different vibe of an app than what's out there right now. So yeah, it was just kind of after work at night um, for about a year. We just kind of tinkered away trying to figure out how the heck to build it and how we wanted it to look and work and like porting the presets from Lightroom to the app. And it um, was sounds like a nightmare. a nightmare. Yeah, it was a nightmare. No, We like, almost gave up like a thousand times. Cried a lot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what the first step of that is. Uh-huh. That's insane. Yeah. But definitely paid off. Yeah, definitely paid off. So yeah, there were there were so many times where like, why are we doing this? This is so gnarly. And like photo and video editing is a whole different beast. It's like I've built a bunch of apps in the past, but like it was I was, you know, learning everything from scratch. So it took about a year, finally launched it. It started off a little rocky. I mean, it was it was like a it got a lot of downloads. People were into it, but things were definitely off. Like things didn't work like they should. We were getting tons of bug reports. It was like a very intense first month of launch. We were kind of in a panic the whole time. No, we were like, we're done. Shut it down. This was a bad (laughs) idea. Why did we do this? I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. Glad you didn't. And I think like, you know, it's like building a product. We we didn't go into it like, okay, we're having this big business idea and we're going to, you know, have outside help and we're going to make sure it's perfect and and all this. We just kind of like, and we do this still to this day. I don't know why this is our style, but it just works for us. But we're like, oh, we'll just like build it, launch it, 
and then figure out what's wrong with it and make it better. Well, I, I think that's a great way to do it because I've even been debilitated by this so many times of being too overwhelmed by the prospect of all the things that could go wrong in the journey to getting there that it stops me on that way. Whereas it's like, do the thing, get it out there. It's never, it's not going to be perfect, but you have to get it out in the real world for it to really be tested correctly and then grow from there. Totally. Like, if you listen to the first episode of this podcast, please don't, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tuning don't. in. I'm tuning please in. Please don't. But it's with Hannah Bronfman and she's my sister and like one of my favorite people in the world. So do go listen. But I recorded it by myself in a conference room at, I think, at, like somewhere in New York. And it was not great. But like, I learned so much from that point. Mm-hmm. And if I probably was starting it now, would I start it knowing what I know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm so glad that I did it because I learned so much in that process and got so much feedback from other people. Totally. Totally. And Cole's like this. I give this all to you because he says this all the time and has since literally day one. But he's like, done is better than perfect. I love that. And it's like love our motto that. because, you know, you could work on a project, especially me. I'm like a perfectionist. I want to work on it forever, make it perfect. And like, and he's like, no, let's launch it, move on. It's, it'll get better as it goes. I'm like, yeah. And it, it's always works. I think it's also hard to probably combat that feeling when we're in an age where everything's so curated and mm-hmm. perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And totally. I feel like lately I've had so many friends that have come to me with like good ideas that they want to put out in the world. And I critique them really heavy. Mm-hmm. And I walk away from that being like, why are you doing that? Yeah. And I think it's genuinely because we do have this expectation mm-hmm. of people launching things that are perfect and in right. like their greatest form. Yeah. But it's just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is like, just get the thing out there. You're totally right. Grow and evolve. Because if you don't shoot your shot, it's not going to happen. Right. Right. And I think on top of that, also just like knowing that I think to that point, it's like we're so used to instant gratification. And so you're going to launch something and it's probably going to fail. Like, at least that's how we go about it. We're like, it's going to fail and we're not scared of the failure anymore because it's just, that's just part of the process. It's like, and from the outside, you think everyone has it figured out. You see other people launch things and it feels like you're comparing yourself to their thing. And and so many things, like, like I've just said, that we've launched didn't do well at the start and now do so well. So I think right. like just being patient with it and knowing that, you know, it does take time. It's not, it's not quick, unfortunately. I think it takes time. And also, I think there's a timing to everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure if you launched Teza 10 years ago, people would be like, but I have Valencia. Like, mm-hmm. why would I want this or something like that? Right. Whereas today, it's like a whole other world and people want those. So mm-hmm. timing super important as well as waiting for it to have, like waiting and being patient and like putting a lot of love into something. But, you know, things hit at the right time for right. a certain reason. This is true. For sure. Yeah. We'll be right back after a quick break. As you all know, this show is all about taking you inside some of the most innovative and creative minds shaping our world today. But being a game-changing entrepreneur, or anyone for that matter, doesn't come without nights of sleeplessness caused by stress and anxiety. And if there's anything I've learned this year, it's that those two love to have fun and mess with me. If I'm really anxious, you bet I'm not falling asleep. And if I don't sleep well, I'm definitely waking up with a ton of anxiety the next day. Which is why I'm so excited to be teaming up with Right Wellness Company the creators of an all-new natural solution for sleep, pain, and anxiety that have really helped me get a good night's rest and wake up re-energized for the next day. We all experience stress, pain, and fatigue at some times in our life, but choosing how you address that problem can be really challenging, especially if we're looking for alternatives to pharmaceutical products that are really pervasive these days. But whatever the issue is, Bright Wellness can help you find the relief you're looking for 
thanks to their all-new tincture that uses the latest transformative hemp ingredient, CBN. It's a powerful, non-intoxicating, hemp-derived compound with benefits around reducing stress, sleeping better, and managing aches and pains. It's an all-natural ingredient that's really similar to CBD, but way more effective. Right Wellness wants to help you get the relief you deserve. Save 20% off for being a listener of the show by simply going to rightwellness.co. That's rightwellness.co and use the promo code FRIEND20. And you'll try it risk-free. If you're not fully satisfied in the first 30 days, they'll give you a full refund. Go to rightwellness.co and use the promo code FRIEND20. I'm curious because I'm sure a lot of people listening right now are curious to hear your perspective, knowing all of this, knowing that, you know, things were going to go wrong. What helped you make the leap from your full-time job into kind of a freelance mm-hmm. out in the abyss situation? Uh-huh. Honestly, I pushed it for as long as I could. Yeah. I, I kind of went crazy for a while. I was working so much. We'd get up at like 6 a.m. and shoot, and then I'd work all day at my other job, and then we'd like build the app and do the collage kit stuff at night. I was scared to make the jump at first. It's like not totally in my nature to do stuff like that. So right. I was like, I was a little nervous. I liked the stability of having a job, but we pushed it to the point where we were like, collage kit was kind of working. The social media stuff was going really well. We were getting tons of jobs, and then like the app was doing well. And so I saw just like, was just looking out at the potential and realizing like how much we were getting held back by me working full time that it really just kind of pushed me to to take the jump. Yeah. And and the job I was working at the time was a startup. And it was also kind of a timing thing where right at that point, that startup got a little rocky. So I was like, oh. what we're doing is actually kind of even more stable than my job. So That's I'm just amazing. Gonna, I'm going to bounce. Yeah. yeah. And I will. I just remembered this just now. But I remember we went on a trip with Amber Filler up and she's a She's a dear friend. I love her. And we were like standing out by a lake. I don't know why I'm remembering this, but, and I was talking to her, you know, we're kind of like venting about everything we're doing, trying to figure it out. And she's like, the second that, you know, David, that's her husband and I just went full, full time, like all in together. That's when we started to see success. And it just like, I couldn't get it out of my head. I'm like, babe, we got to do this. this. And we both felt it. It was like, somebody just kept pushing, pushing us, pushing us, pushing us. And we're like, okay, we're just going to do it. And the second we did, it was like, Mm -hmm you know, we really, we had such synergy working together. We already knew that. So Mm -hmm. it just really took off from there. I love that. Something that's always really compelled me to the work that both of you do is that it's very apparent it's coming from, at both companies you've started have come from definitely your audience asking for them. Mm -hmm. And I do think we're in a time right now where like, I feel like if you have a platform and you have an audience, like a lot of people feel the need to just like start something and sell something. Mm-hmm. But I'm always like the biggest advocate for almost like crowdsourcing in a way and hearing right. what your audience really wants because it's what's the point in starting another beauty line, another fashion line, blah, blah, blah. I feel like I get that all the time. Like, right. why don't you have a fashion line? I'm like, no one's asked me for one. <laughs> yeah. right. Literally no one's asked me yeah. for one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to make one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's something I think about. But I'd love to hear what that process like is for you guys. Like, almost kind of what your creative like brainstorm processes are like. Do you do polls often on your on your Instagram? Like were there things that you were bringing in from your prior job into this new job that kind of help you guys form what you're building based on your audience and what they want? <laughs> I look at him. Well, I think like every single thing we have made has been out of just kind of people's interests, people's yeah. questions. And, you know, I've always been super involved with my community. And, and also like, you know, I always wanted to work in fashion. That's like, was my biggest love. I'm like, I'm going to work with all these, you know, top tier brands and that's what I'm going to do. And I was fighting it for so long. Because fighting? Like fighting 
just leaning into what I'm actually good at and what people are coming to me for as an influencer. It's like, you know, people were coming to me because I had different kind of content because I could tell them how to take better content because like my actual skills were in a little bit something different. Of course, I'm like still work with fashion brands and all of this, but I wasn't like realizing my potential within that space. This is something that I think about all the time. And it goes back to what we were talking about with the tornado. Mm -hmm. It's like, during that time, were we like tornadoed into this really amazing industry that kind of like brought everything up off the ground? And like, I don't want to say this because I, I think everybody's really grateful for the positions they're in, but like also dramatically altered the course of what it is you thought you were going to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. And I, yeah. So I think, right. Like I, we kind of, one day I was like, you know what? This is what I'm good at. This mm-hmm. is what the pe- questions people are asking me. And so like, let's just lean into that, make this our thing and not worry about the other stuff that will come if it comes. But right. And that's really where we kind of found this kind of creative flow of, of launching products and building out a business. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I found my love for running a business. I, I love being like a businesswoman and, and, you know, coming up with ideas and kind of running a company. That's actually something I didn't. I'm a creative, but that's also something that is part of what I love to do. Yeah. Another little thing that I think helped, too, was I don't know where we came across this, but it was basically just posing the question to your friends and family, you know, if you were to come to me for advice, what would that topic be? Like, Ooh. if you needed advice about something, what what would the topic be where you knew you would come to me for? And that really kind of helped us narrow in like, okay, what are we actually good at? Why would people, you know, what would people listen to us about on, you know, certain topics? And then, I mean, we didn't do it explicitly with like our following, but we, we that's when we really recognized, okay, like people are coming to us for like art, photography, and content creation above anything else. I'm curious to hear a little bit about what feedback you've been getting. Because I remember when I think when I first started following you, there was a bug in the Teza app and you were posting it. And I remember, I don't remember how, I, I don't know if you went live or if you were posting people's responses, but oh my God, it was a frenzy. People were like, how am I supposed to go about my day without the Tez app? Yeah. No, it was out And of that, control. by the way, that's when I downloaded the Tez app. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Good press. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. I was like, okay, like some of these, like, these people are freaking out yeah. that Tez's app is like something's wrong with it. Uh-huh. Like they must love it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think like that's one thing people don't realize about apps. It's constantly breaking. It's every time a phone update comes out, every time we update yeah. something. Right. And, and you know, we're a tiny team. I think right. people think like, oh, we have this master team behind this app. It's like, um, we have three employees, me, Cole, and Zoe, and that's it. That's so, it. <laughs> um, you know, we're the ones responding to everything, trying. And I think, you know, that's been part of why the app has done well is, you know, we're very, we're, we're building it based off like what people are saying, what they want, what they, yeah. you know, and it's coming from a creator. It's someone that wants to use it every day and it's supposed to be easy and all these things. So, you know, we really try and kind of balance that. But mm-hmm. um, what is some of that feedback? I'm so curious. Like, are people coming to you being like, I wish Instagram had this or like, because essentially you are a platform that people will leave Instagram to go use and then upload their content back mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So what kind of feedback are you getting? I'm so curious to like hear what people love and or hate about Instagram right now? Well, that's a good question. I think like, you know, the most people use our app to really hone in on their aesthetic and just yeah. seem like, you know, I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. I can make my content cohesive across the board, you know, and how can I like be creative in these other little ways that just stand out and are different. And I think, you know, we kind of steer away from like crazy effects or like any, any kind right. of crazy things like that, just keeping it like realistic. And mm-hmm. obviously I think I'm super inspired by, you know, vintage 
things, aesthetics and, and cameras and, and all that kind of stuff. So we really try and give people just something they can use to like one, like be part of the trends, which is like, you know, right. how can you make your photos look like film or, or anything like that, but also just how to run your brand and, and you know, have it be cohesive and, and easy in one space and kind of like a creative suite mm -hmm. for creators. So something that I think, and you're either going to love or hate this question, but I feel like Instagram is inherently, as we all know, a very competitive place. And for you and what would later become both of your businesses, what you're doing is essentially taking what makes you special and different and making it universal for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to hear, Tessa just looked at Cole. She was like, oh, Lord. No, no. We both mm -hmm at the same time. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I was laughing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's definitely mm -hmm to that. Um, but I think it represents like the antithesis of like so much bad that we see on Instagram right now, where it's like, or just in business in general, where everyone's like coveting their shit 24 mm -hmm. seven. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear about the thought process behind that, because, you know, your talent for both of you is photography and you know, having this aesthetic and like being really creative. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden you create this app where you're making that available to everybody. Mm -hmm. For sure. Like, I actually love this question. So <laughs> um, because truthfully, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, like as a creative and a, you know, artist, I always grew so much when, you know, other artists would give me their secrets. Like I remember I had mm -hmm. this photographer who was like, try this one little thing. And it like changed my entire photography career. I was like, whoa, it just like opened up my brain. And so I have always taken the stance. The only way you're going to grow is if you kind of share your knowledge. The second yeah. you hold on to it, you kind of like stop. And so the second I did that with like even just like sharing my presets, which I had like gone to school for, I worked really hard for. All of a sudden I was seeing all this content on Instagram that looked exactly like mine. And I was kind of bugged. But then I was like, you know what? This is good for me. Like, and then I evolved. I grew. I got better. And, and we did. And so I think like, you know, and, and that's what I hope with the app. You know, it's not, I don't, I am trying to build, a, you know, this much bigger than just me. And, and that's really what the app is for, is for like all these creators. Yeah. And, and like, you know, we really lean into like, I just think it's so cool that women are kind of at the forefront of like this whole social media thing. Yeah. And so that's really, I want to be like somebody that people can lean on and be like, yo, help me be better at my job. Like give right. me the tools. And I'm like, yes, I want to help you. So, right. you know, I view it more as that. And that's kind of like, letting everybody be the artist is kind of like how I view it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And then even just from like a, a business growth perspective, I mean, I think just us being like transparent and giving with our whole creative flow and releasing the Tez app, I don't know, I think it inspired like our users and community to do the same because I mean, we've been so lucky with like the most amazing giving supportive group of users ever because yeah. I feel like everyone feels, at least a lot of the people that use the Tez app feel you know, inspired to share how they edit to their followers. And then it just created yeah. this like crazy network effect of people wanting to share how they create too. Which so by it, the way is the opposite of what we're experiencing right now on social. Yeah. Like, no one wants to admit they filter. No one wants right. to admit they facetune. Like it's all this thing. But for you guys, and I can even attest to that because when I was looking up Tezza app and I went to your tagged photos, there are people tagging like, hey, edited this in Tezza with this preset and right. this grain and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I was like, wow, that is a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Somehow we lucked out with that because we have never done any like paid marketing. We've never done anything. Everything for the app has been just like purely organic. And so we feel just, wow, like so lucky. But I think other people feel like, you know, because we have, you know, since the day we launched, we've like listened to the feedback. We've made yeah. it better. We've done this, like always been in 
communication with are like the people that use it. So, you know, people feel like it's also theirs, which I love. And I honestly feel like Tezza, when I was like looking at it, that's like a masterclass in monetizing what you love. Mm-hmm. It really is like listening to your audience, finding out like what it is, your, what your thing is that people come to you for mm-hmm. and finding a way to monetize it. So if you don't mind sharing, like what kind of the mechanics is of that, of how you guys have been able to monetize this thing and now have 3 million subscribers every month. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, well, it's a subscription model. So there's, there's a ton of stuff you can use for free. So it's free to download the app. Free to download. You have free presets that are there. Free Mm -hmm. presets, free templates, free tools, but we're constantly adding new stuff, like at least once or twice a month, new presets, new like textures or templates all the time. So that's why we do the subscription as opposed to like a one-time purchase because it's always evolving. And then I think that's also one of the reasons why we've been able to stand out and stay on people's phones. It says we're constantly adding value and we're trying to make it like a full creative suite. You know, it's there are apps that just do photo and video filters. There are apps that just do templates. We brought it all together in one place to, so you don't need to subscribe to a bunch of different apps and piece it all together. And we have even more stuff coming down the road, which will continue to hopefully, you know, make Tezzy your one-stop shop. Yeah. What is that? What's down the road? What's the trajectory? Yeah. So the the next big thing we're working on is being able to actually like edit and create videos together with kind of like a version of iMovie, if you will. So a a place where you can also create like TikToks and Reels and add music. and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And also like, you know, one of our favorite things that we're doing this year and I'm, I'm really excited for is doing different collaborations with different artists within the app. So, you know, designers, illustrators whatever uh we're hopefully music coming down the road so there's like you oh, know licensed cool. free music or another way for artists to get discovered yeah um so really just making it once again like this creative space so if you're a creative and listening and you want to like collab let us know because we're really excited about a lot of stuff coming this yeah. year that's really really cool i want to hear you were mentioning earlier that there were some a ton of mistakes that you made in the collage kits and i want to hear what your best worst mistake that you guys have made in your entrepreneurial journey so far? I would say like, you know, when we launched the collage kit, we're kind of talking about the idea. We're telling, you know, our community that we're launching this idea. We're so excited. And everyone's like, this is the best idea ever. The amount of feedback we got was just like, we were like, this is going to pop off. Right. So we're feeling hyped. Okay. (laughs) Boom. Put it up for sale. I think we sold one. And we were like, um, Okay, so it was a horrible you're like, idea. You're like, welcome to Instagram conversion 101. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. 101. I was literally like, okay, so we're stupid and this is dumb. And we have all this inventory. And we also were doing it out of our apartment in New York, like fulfilling ourselves. So we had boxes in the studio, like a nightmare. And we were crazy. just like, okay, so this was a horrible idea. And then it kind of just took so much time to like, I, I guess I forgot, obviously, as I should know this. I'm an influencer, but I was fresh at the time. I didn't really get it. But I, like you, I feel like I'm still fresh half the time. I'm like, what is yeah. going on? No, right. That's what I was going to say. I still don't know what I'm doing in my life, guys. So just keep keep chugging along. But I think like I realized, oh, my gosh, you have to mention something so many times for people to like get it in their head. Like it used to be three to five or something, I think. And now with all that we're bombarded with every day. I think it's like seven to like 15 times to get someone to to just like click buy. So so it really, you know, we kind of realized, oh, my gosh, like we actually have to like market this and and Mm. run this like a business. And it it helped us like after one year of having the product, it popped off. But it took like getting it in the right hands, getting other people to use it. And like and, you know, it's kind of this like slow build, but it taught us 
I mean, that's now, I like I said before, like we're just not afraid of the failure because we know that's going to happen. So it's right. just kind of about figuring out like who your customer is and like all those little questions and being able to like cater to that. Um, and, and so that was, that's what I would say. What's the best tool that the both of you use, whether it's something not physical, like a way that you communicate or something that you guys do in your routine or actually something physical, like the way you plan, like what planner you use for your week? Like what is a tool that you guys can't live without to run your businesses? We're kind of a mess. <laughs> <laughs> we got like, calendar and that's kind of it oh my gosh <laughs> we're kind of a mess no yeah. okay this doesn't even answer the question but what i would say is like cole and i okay one i mean new york i think made us this way but we're big foodies and like we love we work all day we grind like we love a good just pounding it out all day but then we love going to like a two to three hour dinner that's the new york and you guys yeah, yeah. and just yeah. chatting like i feel like our best ideas all came at like mamoya yeah mamoya like, and chelsea should get a cut of, yeah. of the company I think one day with wow. the amount of like meetings meetings we've had there just yeah. chatting for hours after yeah. dinner because it was just kind of like oh I don't know it was loud you could just like vent and I mean the amount of tears I shed there just because I'm like letting it all <laughs> out you know but I think yeah. like that was like honestly a tool that was like kind of our like brainstorming time like where we got to like really just be vulnerable and like come up with ideas and they could be bad yeah. and it was great you know it's yeah. like that unintentional undedicated time that you kind of have to like leave in life for those conversations to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I always feel like I'm like, okay, I'm going to plan a brainstorm for this day. Mm-hmm. Never happens in that time. Right. It'll happen in the shower. It'll happen while I'm walking my dog. It'll exactly. happen like with a friend randomly. Totally. Um, you have to like make space for like everything, I think, mm-hmm. especially today, like in this day and age. What is the best piece of advice you have for anybody that wants to build a career where with multiple interests and multiple different businesses? It sounds cliche but just to like try and shed your fear and your ego and to just start Um, because it's kind of like what we talked about you can get like analysis paralysis just like looking at everything and it feels overwhelming and like you're going to make a million mistakes and it's never going to happen I've never heard someone say analysis paralysis and I'm I literally said wow it it hits as he was talking I whispered wow because I think we've all been there where you're just like you're looking out like off the cliff of like what could be and it's like super scary and stressful but just like make a phone call, send an email. I mean, that was the thing with the collage kit. That was the first time we were like, okay, we're going to like launch a product and it's going to happen. So I don't even know if we told anybody about the the idea. We're like, we're just going to do it and like launch it because we don't anyone to like don't want anyone to get in the way and distract us. Totally. And so we like called a printer in like Wisconsin to like print a sample kit and like ordered a box and like sent it to our apartment that week and we're like, okay, we can do this. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think like it's all about that first step like I think so many people have ideas right that everyone's full of great ideas but like actually getting them going is the hard part so just like send one email and then like if you almost give yourself like little goals that you know you can do every day yeah you're gonna you're gonna make it happen instead of like by you know March 14th I'm gonna have a swimsuit line whatever it is it's like okay tomorrow I'm gonna make these three calls to three these three manufacturers and I'm gonna figure out like pricing and then like just like tiny little things and also yeah. you're like chipping away at the actual idea yeah baby steps versus like a big deadline yeah. that sounds mm-hmm. like scary mm-hmm. yeah thank you both so much for coming on today it was so good to see you both in real life yeah. and get to know you better and I'm happy that we're all in the same city now that's I really know. fun yeah. thanks yeah. for so having fun. us this was awesome you're so amazing and, oh, and we're we're so lucky to be on the podcast you guys can download the Tezza app on the app store I 10 out of 10 recommend this it's a game changer And you can go to shoptezza.com to shop exclusive items from their collection that are dropping every month. They're doing new drops. It's really fun. Go check it out.
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.